Good evening, everyone. Welcome to episode 12 of the Fanboys Anonymous group meeting podcast. Coming to you from fanboysanonymous.com. I am your host, the owner of Fanboys Anonymous, Tony Mango. And with me on the panel tonight, we have fangirl Caroline Oliveira. <laughs> Almost. Oliveira. Oliveira. Hi, guys. <laughs> At least I'm not calling you Betty or something. <laughs> no, that's fine. Don't worry about it. It's a, it's a weird name. <laughs> and we have fanboy Sam Lassio. How's everybody doing? Oh, I missed an opportunity for me to say I pronounced your name wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to say. <laughs> that's not fair. You're like, damn, I've known you for like 10 years, and it's actually David. <laughs> yeah. You've just been pronouncing it wrong. Right. <laughs> We might have some other fanboys and fangirls joining us later on in the podcast. We're going to see what ends up happening with that. So if that ends up happening, we will introduce them as they come along. But if not, then this is going to be your trio for the evening. And we're going to be discussing, in honor of the Halloween season, different things that are going on in the horror industry and just horror and entertainment in general. Uh, this meeting's officially been called to order. We've got a lot of different stuff to talk about, a lot of things that go bump in the night. And um, generally speaking, let's just throw this out there. Do you like horror? Because there's a lot of people that are, you know, 50-50 about it. You either tend to love it or it's not your thing. I'm personally not the biggest fan of horror. And it's not for, you know, necessarily the subject matter. It's more so the execution of it. My big problem with a lot of horror movies and a lot of horror TV shows and whatever is they tend to be kind of rush jobs. And they do the same with comedies, and they do the same with uh, a lot of action movies, but it's very rare for me to find a horror thing that seems to have, I don't know, the proper motivation behind it, other than just making money. So I've not been the biggest fan of horror for the longest time, but what do you guys think? Caroline? I am obsessed with horror movies. Like, I totally get what you're saying i kind of agree like lately uh, i can maybe count in one hand and not even the full hand the horror movies that i enjoy and horror tv shows but i love horror movies i was always the weird kid in school i remember growing up on them i remember watching my first horror movie when i was five and i just couldn't get enough of it i still remember the freaking scene that i saw and it was um they were about to kill... I don't even remember the film, which is really sad. It was this really old European vampire movie. And they were about to kill this... I guess she was, like, the pastor's daughter. And she had just been bitten by a vampire. And they had to kill her. And just seeing them cut her, her body... I don't know. I was weird. But I loved it. <laughs> and since then... I think that it's fairly to say I watch a horror movie every day... Um, and if not, I have to read a horror story or else I really, and I'm not even joking, I can't fall asleep. Like, I, I have weird insomnia if I don't watch a horror movie. I just, I love them a lot. <laughs> That's the total opposite. You can't fall asleep unless you have something that scares you. <laughs> Yeah, really. That's the thing. I I don't get scared, though. I just feel like since I've been watching them for so long, I've, I'm numb <laughs> to them. <laughs> What about you, Sam? Are you know. a fan of it? I love horror movies, but I love horror movies when there's a point to it. Like, I'm not a fan of these horror movies that, like, it, the whole point of it is just jump scares and blood and guts. I, I'm not into that. I'm really into storylines, and if there's a reason why the things are happening, 
like one of the recent movies I really loved was The Conjuring, and mm-hmm. an, old, and an old classic series I've always enjoyed, even though it on the surface kind of sounds like the thing that I just described I don't like, is the Friday the 13th series. Because I think there's a huge psychological oh. factor to who Jason is and why he does what he does. Because mm-hmm. he's a yes. dick. Yes, <laughs> But my favorite... <laughs> he is not! Be... <laughs> he's misunderstood, okay? He's been bullied. He's suffered throughout his life. He just wants to make things right. He's just a very tortured soul. He's not a dick. <laughs> my favorite's Freddy Krueger, though. He's always been my favorite. Oh, oh my God! I love Freddy. He's oh, he's the bomb. I, I oh, don't get me started. I love him. <laughs> well, one thing that for anybody who uh, follows our other podcasts that you should be paying attention to is coming up later on this month. We're going to be doing a four real movie club, and unless the uh, topic changes, what the current subject matter is going to be breaking down the four major classic ones: uh, Child's Play, Friday the Thirteenth, Nightmare on Elm Street, and Halloween. So for fans of those, definitely pay attention to them. But why don't we give a little breakdown of those while we're at it right now? Instead of going, you know, the actual movies and talking about the the actors and all that kind of stuff, let's just talk about them in general. Um, out of those, okay. I would say the one that I would like the most is probably Halloween. Um, and admittedly, that's partially because I haven't watched more than one of the Nightmare on Elm Street movies. I think I've seen two Friday the 13th. I know I've seen two of the Child's Play movies because uh, the first one I had seen was number three. And I had no idea what the hell was going on. <laughs> I still really don't... an interesting one to uh, jump into there. Yeah, I, you know, yeah. I went over a friend's house and um, he wasn't like you know a huge horror movie uh, fan. But come to think of it, that he was the first person that I ever played the game Doom uh with too so maybe he's a, a fan of that more than i thought but he had that on and i remember uh i was like hungry at the time and you know like we, you know you're a little kid you go over you know everybody always is like well we gotta eat lunch and you know people make like fish sticks and stupid shit like that because you know kids like that kind of crap but we're watching that and i'm just kind of like yeah i don't think i'm not hungry anymore like <laughs> you know there's all, like all this blood on the screen and stuff uh we better not be having like spaghettios or something <laughs> but um out of those movies, the only reason that I would say necessarily that I like the Halloween ones better is I kind of like the characters a little bit more. And um, I never thought about watching the other three series when they came out to theaters when I could watch them. But I did see, I think, two Halloween movies in the theater. Um, one of them was that, uh, uh, what was the one with um, Jamie Lee Curtis dies in it? Uh, H2O? No, it wasn't that one. It was the one after that. Resurrection. Resurrection, yeah. Um, and I was kind of surprised that that happened at the beginning of it and whatever. And that was sort of interesting to see that they kept the continuity and stuff. But the Halloween movies are probably the one that I like the best. Uh, and that's stretching it, too, because I'm not really a big fan of them. But if you had to pick between the four of them, who would you pick the best out of that? Sam? The four of who, like Jason, Freddy, Mike Myers, and Chucky? Yep. I mean, like I said, Freddy has always been my favorite, and I love Jason. Mike Myers is an interesting one, and I mean, I love Chucky too. I would say there was a lot of potential with the Halloween remake they did, but I feel like they kind of flubbed it up a little bit. You wish that they would have cast Michael Myers instead? They Exactly. <laughs> to just turn it into like a horror comedy. 
It's just an oh, Austin Powers God. crossover. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure at this stage in his life, that probably would be horrifying. Oh, God. That is probably going to be the most successful thing he's done in the last five, ten years. So which one would you say that you'd rank the top? Top would be Freddy, then Jason, and then I'd probably have to go Chucky and then Mike Myers, but that's not to say I dislike Mike Myers. It's just I would put Chucky ahead because Chucky freaked me out when I was a kid. <laughs> what about you, Caroline? How would you rank them? Um, I think I agree with that. I think that between, I mean, among all of them, Freddy's definitely my favorite. Uh, just the whole idea that you're not even safe when you're asleep. I don't think you can get any better than that. Um, I mean, yeah, you know, when you were a kid and you have nightmares, you can always wake up and be like, oh, I'm okay. I'm in bed. It's all right. Nothing happened. But the concept of not being able to wake up and that your dreams can kill you, I think that's awesome. And as a kid, I thought that those blades that he had in his hand were like the coolest thing in the world. I I loved him. I loved him, loved him, loved him to death. Um then I think maybe Jason, because I feel that, I don't know. I just always had a, a soft spot for him. I just feel like he was so bullied. <laughs> and, and being a child that was bullied to death growing up, I just always felt that, you know, like, he's just, he just wants a hug. I don't know. Like, I like him a lot. Not to say that he wasn't scary, guys. I'm not, like, just being a girl about it. I just... I well, I mean, like him. Fre- I really Freddy killed. Why. Freddy killed because he enjoyed it. Jason killed almost right. more like he almost killed more like he was a judge. Like he was now like executing people rather than just I, blind murder. Yeah, I also feel like with him though that he he drowned that day because, and I hope I'm not spoiling for anyone who has not seen Friday the Thirteenth. If I am, shame on you because you should have seen at least one movie. It came out uh, before any the- of us were born. Yeah, if they haven't well, seen it by now, but, then spoiler alert, Bruce Willis uh, yeah. is dead the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, uh, what was I saying? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, so he drowned when the two camp counselors that should be watching him were hooking up. So I guess with him, it's more like it might be the case that he might even be like other ghosts and other uh, horror movies there it's almost like he's reliving that day so he's trying to make it right he's killing everybody who's hooking up because he doesn't want to die again that horrible death um but yeah i agree i don't think he yeah he could be like a more of a, a judge kind of character freddie no freddie is a psychopath he enjoys right. what he does um and then i like chucky a lot because um Growing up, um, I remember my cousin had, uh, a, I mean, to us at that age, a life-size Barbie. And <laughs> that was like the weirdest thing in the world. And I remember my grandma would tell us stories about how ghosts would possess that Barbie at night. <laughs> and that, I know my grandma, like she's, God bless her, she's awesome. Um, and that a friend of her friend had to throw away the Barbie because her daughter was waking up with uh, scratches everywhere and they would find blood on under the Barbie's fingernails. So to me, like, that was like Chucky. <laughs> oh, I know, right? Uh, yeah, 
See, I'm not that weird. My family's worse. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then um, Mike Myers, just because I feel like I ended up watching ha- the Halloween movies when I was a little older. So those other characters just, they, I feel like I grew up with them. So, yeah, I prefer them. <laughs> One of the complaints that I've heard a lot from the Halloween movies, and I can kind of agree with this, um, I don't know if the other ones necessarily apply too, but I've heard a lot of people say that the problem with the Halloween ones is that they're too boring. That the first one takes too long to get started, and I watched that first one uh, mm. before I had heard that theory, and um, I kind of agree. Like, that... Not that I, I just want to watch people get stabbed and whatever, because uh, right. at a certain point, if you are only watching a movie to, to see the violence, you might want to get checked out. But um, I kind of think, you know, if you're going into a horror movie, you want to see, you know, people get killed. If you are watching a comedy, you want jokes. If you go into an action movie, you want explosions. So I've never... Sub- uh, been one of the people that says like you know an action movie has to only be lots and lots of explosions otherwise i would have liked transformers 4 but um (laughs) you know with the halloween ones it took way too long to get started so i am much more a fan of like halloween 6 than the first one because at this point we know this is Mike Myers who's going to go kill the people and we're like that all right let's just get started and have donald pleasance uh run around like an idiot um, <laughs> what do you guys think about that? Is it something like, even if the it's the first movie of the series, does it need to get started right away for it to be a horror thing? Does it need to scare you like immediately, or are you willing to to wait and have that uh, that build up? Well, I mean, I feel like something needs to happen at first. Whether it's in the case of Mike Myers, where he kills his sister at first and then you begin getting into it i'll agree though that the first halloween is very slow if you're if you love horror movies but you're only interested in like the murder and the blood and the guts and the gore halloween one is not gonna be the movie for you halloween one is a lot more psychological than i think some people are interested in where it's it delves more into the why of the character rather than the what he's doing. Um, there are some movies where, like for, uh, like for instance, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, the first one, that had, like, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, don't most of those movies start off with Freddy doing something? Um, I know the second one started well, where they were on the school bus. Right. Well, the first one, I know that if not, it's not the first thing we see. It's one of the first things we see. We see those blades getting made. Mm -hmm. So it's already like, it's a hook, you know, you know, something really horrible. It's going to happen with that thing. Um, I agree. I feel like I I don't mean to interrupt you. I'm sorry. No, no, I'm I'm bringing it out there. Okay. um, I think that. I mean, it, it's hard to say. I feel like there are some movies where a slow build-up works. Um, Candyman kind of has a slowish build-up. It's one of my favorite movies ever. 
uh, but it has hooks during the buildup. So it's almost like, yeah, you're getting to know the story, what's going, like what happened before everything. It's, it's, you're not going to see a body like getting torn to pieces in the first five minutes. But there are little things that um, they throw at you that, keeps, that keep you on your toes, that you know that if you relax too much, you might be relaxing and get you know startled in the next second or you're trying to pay attention because you feel like that little like piece of information there might come in hand like later on or you might be like ah I see what they're going now um so I think that it can work if you do like a horror movie with like a slower beginning um but you have to keep the audience interested and you kind of have to remind them sometimes that yes this is a horror movie so you know it might be slow right now, but it's not going to be like that throughout the whole movie. And I have to admit, like, when I first watched uh, Halloween 1, I fell asleep <laughs> <laughs> uh, in the first, like, 10 minutes. My attention span is really bad. So, to me, I like when I, I have a little, like, like, when they're throwing a little, like, nibble at me. Like, oh, you know, this is going to get really intense in a second. I, I think that's good, but... I don't know. I feel like some people might like the slower stuff. I don't know. That brings up something that this is kind of, it's not horror specific, but uh, it sort of applies with monster movies. uh, A lot of people complain that you don't see enough of the monsters, but at the same time, Mm. when you see too much of the monsters, people complain too. People always complain. Like, yeah, no matter what, what, somebody's gonna complain yeah. about something. But, but one of the complaints about the newest Godzilla movie was, well, Godzilla's only in it for a few minutes, and then other times people, you know, the whole big issue would be, well, it's just Godzilla fighting people for the whole time, and right. uh, they call it the Jaws effect in, uh, you know, the entertainment industry, where you, you don't need to show the monster to still have some kind of a fright happen from it jaws the the shark itself uh bruce you don't see him for maybe like three quarters of the movie or so yeah and it's still you know that one of the first scenes is uh one of the most horrifying because you just see the people you know dip down in the water and swashing back and forth and blood everywhere and whatever and that ends up doing so much more because whether it's Jaws or it's something like uh, Godzilla or whatever, you know, some movies are going for more horror. Some movies are going for more just cool monster Godzilla thing, kind of a thing. Right. But, yeah. you know, it makes it so much better because uh, the big argument with the book is better is that people picture things differently. Mm-hmm. And you can't beat your own imagination. So right. if you don't show the monster for the longest time, people are going to make it seem so much worse than what it really is. So if you've got like, you know, one of these horror movies where you kind of, this is a really crude way of saying it, but you blow your load too fast, (laughs) then, uh, (laughs) you know, at a certain point, how many more people is that person going to have to kill before it matters? Like, right. And I think that's a very valid point. Um, even though I guess it's safe to say that every horror movie deals with some sort of uh, fear that we all have as a society, 
nothing it's ever going to be your personal experiences and your personal fears um and when you don't see the monster when you don't see the creature just like reading a book just like you said like you can actually include stuff in your own head and sometimes even without being aware of it then freaks you out it's almost like um there's a very old movie and very old book called uh the legend of uh hell house uh in the book and in the movie um you don't see anything but you get all those you know haunted houses things like doors open uh or, or even the original um ha- uh, no um oh man what was it uh it's not house in the haunted hill uh, but it's the one where the walls breathe, and you never get to see what's making the walls breathe. You just see kind of like the weird motion as if the, the house is alive. And to me, that freaked me out because I'm like, is there a creature behind the walls that is so massive and so scary that it's actually making the whole solid structure of the house breathe? So I think that's just way cooler. <laughs> and just... It gets to you because if you can see something, you can really prepare yourself. You can protect yourself. It's just there. Sam, do you know what um, the, the movie that Caroline's talking about? I can't think of anything. I can only think of that Simpsons episode with the, <laughs> the, the uh, one where the house um, is breathing. There's two that, well, I, that came to mind. Is it animated? No. Uh, there was the original one, black and white, uh, and the remake was with uh, Catherine Zeta-Jones, a very young Owen Wilson. Uh, oh, this is going to drive me crazy. Because um, the only well, thing I can think of is the they go to a, And No, they go to a house where uh, this doctor is allegedly uh, doing the study on people with sleeping disorders, but it turns out that he he knows the house is haunted and he gathers people there to see if he can activate the house to record um, actual evidence that the house is haunted. I'm the looking haunting? at right. It might be the haunting. Is it just the haunting? Let's see. The only uh, Catherine Zeta-Jones movie I can think of right now is The Mask of Zorro, and I know that that's not it. <laughs> <laughs> if it is, I watched yeah. the wrong damn movie. <laughs> it is The Haunting, yes. Uh, the 1963 uh, version of that film, uh, the I, I, I was in awe. I watched it after I watched the remake, and I remember the part where they're freaking, all the actors are freaking out because the walls are breathing, and... That was so cool. You don't see uh, the 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 main evil ghost who is Hugh Crane um, throughout the whole movie. You just see little like things like that, oh, things falling, the walls breathing. That is so freaking scary. Much more scary than a CGI ghost with a weird haircut. It's just <laughs> awesome. With a weird haircut. Depends on how weird the haircut you is. I guess if it was a mullet, <laughs> it would be more valid. But no, it was just—it's just weird, just bad CGI. Well, Sam, what do you think about the the monster Jaws effect kind of thing? You were, um, if I'm not mistaken, you were a fan of Cloverfield, right? I was a fan of Cloverfield. I wasn't a fan when I saw the movie, 
I was more of a fan when I actually learned like the backstory of the movie that was never even stated in the movie. Like when I figured oh. out all the little side stuff that like the director would talk about and the writers would talk about. But the movie itself didn't didn't it did use the Jaws effect. And mm. I mean it it did it well. I just feel like there was a lot of side stuff that kind of made the movie less than it could be. Uh, yeah. uh, the new Godzilla though just pissed me off because <laughs> like it wasn't even the Jaws effect it was literally if the movie Jaws was the shark popping out of the water to bite somebody and then they cut to two people talking on the shore yeah I know what you mean <laughs> oh it was so annoying that's why I really hope that if they do another uh, Godzilla that they'll actually have Godzilla in there for more than like 10 minutes what, you didn't like uh, side plots about saving little kids and then putting other little kids on buses instead of saving them? Maybe monster <laughs> sex was an okay side story, but... <laughs> <laughs> sounds like an entirely different movie. <laughs> monster <laughs> sex. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Well, Jaws Effect probably, is a big thing. It was not done well. <laughs> there's there's going to be one of those triple um, X parodies now. Godzilla monster <laughs> sex. It's going to be him with the... Uh, I'm sure there's a porn somewhere with that name already. There Dick probably Zilla. is. Probably China yeah. stars in it. Yeah. I'm the star of it. <laughs> you uh, I've, got, I've got so many different notes here that I'm bouncing around here. Um, let's get one, one of the really easy things out of the way. I'm pretty sure that everybody's going to uh, agree with this thing. Violin shrieks. Uh, I hate them. With a passion. And I get why they do them, and it works, which is part of the reason why I hate them, because it's just like, damn it, every once in a while, it'll, something will get me. Um, but to me, a violin shriek is not worthy horror. If you want to scare me, you need to scare me in a way that's something other than, when is that noise going to happen? And that's the kind of one of the th- issues that I have with like the the horror TV shows and the horror movies, and even like the videos on the internet that are like the the shock ones you know you stare at the screen and eventually a, something mm-hmm. pops up it just goes ah you're <laughs> supposed to jump backward in your chair and whatever all of those are they're they're cheap to me and anybody can do them it's like well you know i could do that with this video if i wanted to and if i was a real uh, <laughs> asshole i would have like a you know five seconds of silence right now or something like that and just do it but Rest assured, you don't. That's not gonna happen. Um, but what do you guys? Is that like a, a cheap thing to you guys too, or is that a perfectly valid way to scare people? What do you think, Caroline? Um, personally, I yeah, I think it's kind of cheap, yeah, because I'm a very visual person. And yeah, I don't really want to see the monster, but I want to see you know evidence that that monster was there. Uh, freaking me out with something else other than sound. Uh, that's cool. But I also understand why they do it. And I think there's like a big part of us, which is who, which is really reminiscent of haunted houses. And when you go through like, you know, dark corridors and haunted houses and you just have something jump on you. And most of the time you just hear it before you even see the thing. It's an easy way to do it. I feel like... It might work sometimes. I actually can only think of one example that it worked for me 
and it might just be because I'm very biased. I love The Shining, both the book and the movie, and I was and I wasn't even aware, but I was rewatching it with my cousin, uh, and she was watching it for the first time, and I remember that she jumped out of her chair when um, the screen went black, and we just got like you know when you, in the movie you get Monday and something happens, and then Tuesday, and and it shows like all every day of the week. When Tuesday came on, and it had like a very like loud like sound to it, I remember that she was like, I think like she almost like pissed her pants. Like that to her was so scary. And from then on, she's I petrified of calendars. Oh my! We have this inner joke now that every Tuesday I just text her Tuesday, and then she already knows that it's just a uh, the shining thing. But to me, that one worked just because. Um, Till that point, everything in the movie is very quiet, and you're just getting like, you know, a li- little, little, little things like the twins in the court or uh, things happening, but it's not like full on horror yet. That you're just so into it, and you're just so into that whole environment that when Tuesday happens, you're like, wow, oh my god, it's another day. Like something else is gonna happen now. So I like that one, but I think that's the only example that I can think of that I liked. <laughs> and I kind of have to, you know, thank my cousin for it. <laughs> I can think of one example specifically that I, maybe it's like the first thing that comes to my mind when I think of violin shrieks, but I remember seeing What Lies Beneath in theaters. And oh, they called man. attention to those violin shrieks so much that. I'm sitting there going like, all right, five, four, three, two, there you go. There's a violent shriek. Like it was just like, it took me out of the movie entirely. And then I, I couldn't care anymore about, you know, is somebody going to get killed? Cause I'm like, I wonder when Harrison Ford's hand's going to pop up maybe in about (laughs) five seconds. Oh, look, it's Harrison Ford's hand. (laughs) (laughs) Oh God. That's I'll never, um, I'll never, uh, forget uh, or forgive the people that made me go watch that movie. <laughs> Aww. Well, Violin shrieks. In that case, it was not so much like it didn't work to scare you. It was just like not used well to the point that it distracts you from the whole movie and you're just like waiting for those things to come up. Yeah, like, it, you know, there are times yeah. where a violent shriek can really get me or even worse, and this is what really bothers me. I hate it. I, I hate admitting that this happens every once in a while, but even in like an action movie when somebody gets shot out of nowhere or something like that once in a while i'll just be like oh holy shit why did i, I didn't expect that character to die. oh yeah just random gunshots there uh with the the um the extension of the they're very jumpy <laughs> it depends uh there's been 3d movies where like thor has thrown his hammer at the screen and i didn't expect it and i've been like oh crap why wasn't i paying attention <laughs> But then there's been horror movies where, you know, it, it's just so forecast and, you know, you can't possibly scare anybody unless they're not paying attention. But what do you think about the violent shriek stuff, Sam? Is that something that's like a legitimate reason to call yourself a good horror movie or violent. horror TV show or video game or the, you know, is it worth it for those uh, internet videos? Like, are those really like you're talented if you can figure out a way to do that kind of a thing? I think it's worth it if you can figure out how to do it correctly. I think it's it's overused a lot now because back in the day, it was horrifying. It, it goes back to the movie Psycho, where I'm sure when you saw the, the original Psycho for the first time without all the desensitized horror that we're used to, 
that must have been utterly horrifying. Now, it's like what used to be scary is now a joke. The one film where violins and the Jaws effect worked perfectly for me, and I saw this film three or four times in theaters, was Signs. It wasn't a violin shriek. It was like a quiet violin chord that just gradually got louder and then dipped back out. And it's then, just M. Night Shyamalan going, twist! <laughs> <laughs> well, this was, this was back when his twists mattered and they were interesting. But, like, the, we're going back to the Jaws effect, too. Like, you might see, like, a crop circle. Then you might hear noises. Or you might see a shadow. And then it hits you with it. And then the violins. They weren't shrieks so much as they used violins where the music itself terrified you and that you don't get to see all the time anymore there's very few movies where you can say that the music actually made things scarier like when you think of the halloween theme when you think of um the like hushing noises in friday the 13th yes and even the jaws theme itself just the two notes and it just the way it it goes in slowly and then starts speeding up it gives you that feeling of urgency like there's something around and it's getting closer and closer and closer and then it hits music definitely plays a huge huge factor oh yeah if you don't have the right music it can ruin a horror film look at the dark knight it's not not a horror movie but you've got you know basically a horror character in the joker and hans zimmer he's the man he knows exactly what he's doing he gives the joker a theme that's just that shriek uh that does not end it just keeps getting louder and louder and louder and that ends up being freakier than you know prince in uh the burton's movie (laughs) as freaky as prince is (laughs) um let's see here there's uh the violent shriek thing is one thing um Another thing that a lot of people get caught up in with different horror stuff is what they call now gore porn, where it's essentially just, it's not as much (laughs) about horrifying you as much as it is grossing you out. Yeah. You're a big fan of that, Caroline? I love all horror, man. Like, it really depends on my mood. Like, sometimes I just I just want to see really gross things. And because I do special <laughs> effects, like, it's it's getting harder and harder because I kind of, like, I like before I would be, oh, yeah, like, give me more blood. Yeah, cut those intestines out. Oh, yeah. And now it's just like, okay, I, uh, yeah, I can kind of see that string being pulled right there. And it's just, like, not that great. But it, it really depends on my mood. Like, I normally say that when I want to, and this is going to sound so sick. You guys are going to probably, like, take me to an asylum after Oh, this I already podcast. planned on that when you were but, basically dating uh, Jason. <laughs> aw, he's, like, he's so he's sweet, He's so cuddly. <laughs> he's just so good. Leave him alone. <laughs> but, um... If I want to laugh, like, I would put on gore porn, and I think it's awesome. I enjoy myself. It's cool. Why not? Like, uh, it's, you know, sometimes when you're really mad and you just want to break something, I just put gore porn, and I imagine, you know, that I'm (laughs) the killer, and I'm just, like, stabbing away all my problems in life. Um, But, you know, yeah, I guess it depends 
on my mood. I'm not going to say I hate it because that would be a lie, though. What would you say is, like, your favorite out of, like, the gore porn kind of movies? Do you like Hostel? Do you like uh, Saw? Like, which well, different things are out there? I'm very into Asian horror movies, and some thought she of was them... about to say really into Asian porn. <laughs> that, too. Why not? Um, <laughs> they blur everything out in Asian porn. It's just weird. Uh, yeah, but... they show more in the Asian gore porn than they do in the real porn. <laughs> True, yeah. It's very interesting <laughs> but um they tend to be more disturbing than american horror uh, gore porn um so like to me hostile and saw was like kitty stuff uh, yeah like i love audition which is not a whole gore porn movie but the torture uh scene on audition is one of my favorite ones it's just oh it's just so beautiful. It's just awesome. Um, she tortures the guy with needles, and she's stucky needles in uh, different places of his body, including his eyeballs. And it's just, oh, man, it's just flawless. If you haven't seen it, you got to. It's just, it's awesome. What about you, but, Sam? Yeah. What do you think about gore porn stuff? And any favorites or least favorites or anything like that? I think we should do an entire podcast on uh, Caroline. <laughs> that seems to be the most terrifying thing of this podcast so far. She hasn't even brought up her uh, Boston Terrier yet. Those okay. things are really horrifying. Oh. I'm trying to behave. I'm not even showing my true self yet. This is not my final form. Oh, God. Um, I mean, uh, I don't mind, like, gore porn movies. Like, I've never really seen a lot of the Saw movies just because... Like, gore for the sake of gore, like I said earlier, like, I like a good storyline. And I know Saul has an interesting story behind it. But movies like... Um, like Hammer, I've, I've Screwdriver, those suck. <laughs> I've actually, like, never seen The Human Centipede, even though I've been interested oh, in seeing it. It's, it's a poop joke. It's not even a horror movie. It's so boring. It's, a poop joke. it's like, literally just yeah, a poop I, joke. Yeah, I guess it is. It really is. Like, I was like, yeah, I'm going to go watch it. And I went, actually went to the premiere here um, at the IFC Theater in New York. And it was just me, all guys, very creepy guys. And that was, I guess, the worst part of the movie. was just like, I was the only girl in the theater, all breathing really heavily. And I was just ready to be disgusted out of my mind. And it was just so boring. And it was all about a poop joke. It was just, no. So they, we, they need we just established uh, what your limit is. It's the creepy guys at the movie theater that are the real scary thing. <laughs> Not really, because if that scared me to death, I would have left. I stayed. I was there. I was there till the end. Even if they were breathing really heavily around me, I was still there. I was watching. <laughs> <laughs> what was that about Saw, though, Sam, that you were saying? The uh... I haven't really seen any of those movies, but the ones that I have seen... Like, sometimes, gore porn can be psychological sometimes. Like, there was one part in one of the Saw movies, I couldn't even tell you which one. Oh, all the numbers just start bleeding together to me. <laughs> but, um, yeah. But, um, he had, a, the guy had a key behind his eye, and the only way he could save his own life was to gouge his own eye out. And not like pass out and like reach behind and like get the key out of his skull. I think that was number like, two. That was number two? Okay. I think so. But like just that, like to some that would be gore. But 
that's to me is just more psychological like what are you willing to do to yourself to survive but do you think that's because that could be your you know your own fear oh like, i hate touching my eye like I won't, <laughs> I'll, I'll, i i wear glasses i'll never wear contacts because i can't stand having things near my eye <laughs> so that, yeah that, that could have been just my own personal like oh my god like i don't want to look at that like i i do not get a sick stomach i i will sit in on a surgery i don't care but for as some reason eye surgery yeah there right? you go because <laughs> I, I i've considered laser surgery and then when i looked online and i watched videos of it it just turned me off completely <laughs> yeah. i, uh, I want to make some kind of a a joke about that but we've already talked too much about porn um <laughs> oh, oh, there's no such thing somebody could fuck the socket oh that's just terrible <laughs> that wasn't where i was going with that that's just oh. now that's where i'm going with it <laughs> all right so we need two interventions for both of you people <laughs> jesus <laughs> um that's, you know, you only see the gore stuff really in a lot of, like, slasher things or, as Caroline mentioned, the, the more, like, the Asian kind of things where they really, they, it's not necessarily just let, let's throw a whole bunch of blood out there. It's let's try to, to get as gory as possible and get under your skin about it. But you brought up a good thing, Sam, with the, uh, the Saw movies being more psychological. And that's where I get into the side of horror that I actually really, really like. And some people go, well, you know, that's not really horror, but it's more on the thriller side. I kind of group them together. The movies like Silence of the Lambs or oh, so good. The Shining to an extent or um, th this is a real stretch. I know people are going to be like, this is real fucking tame, you idiot. Uh, there's an indie movie called Ink, which is, oh, yeah. yeah, I consider that more on the horror side of things than clearly it's not a comedy. <laughs> like, right. uh, you know, and I'm not going to, if it's on my shelf, I'm not going to put it next to Spider-Man or Terminator or, uh, you know what, even Terminator to an extent, the first one, not the second one is yeah, a little I bit more next uh, to like the dark crystal or something. Actually, like, I'm not familiar with dark crystal. Uh, it's a Jim. Oh Hanks my God. Production. It's uh, yeah. It's no, like Kermit killing people and stuff. What? what? Where was your childhood? Where were you? What's going on with this? I was watching RoboCop and uh, <laughs> Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and stuff. <laughs> Let's see. The Dark Crystal came out in 82. Okay, that was a couple years before me then. Caroline, how old are you? Anyway, I'm old. Caroline's like you don't 63. ask a lady how old she is. Well, you haven't exactly been sounding like a lady, so... <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. I am 26. Oh, you're not that old. I'm, yeah, I'm older than 25. you. I suddenly okay. get depressed knowing <laughs> I'm the oldest one again on the podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but Dark Crystal, um, I'm not familiar with at all, though. Is it like the psychological kind of side of things? It, or is it's, it... Not, it, it's, it's marketed as if it were for kids, and kids were the ones who were seeing it. But it's a puppet film. And, like, it's all puppetry. It was produced by Jim Henson's company. And it's, oh, my, it's just, it's not horror. It's not bloody or gory or anything like that. It's dark, But the though. characters yeah. are so demented that it's just, yeah. it's impossible not to get creeped out by that movie. 
did oh you, come on really did, did you guys ever see that thing the adventures of mark twain with that uh it's a claymation oh my god the fucking satan part the satan thing yeah now that's fucking creepy oh. That could mess up any child. It almost messed me up, and I was like 19 when I watched it. <laughs> I don't know. I was born messed up, I think. <laughs> but the uh, psychological things. Um, I actually, the only horror movies that I own, I don't even own Ink, even if uh, I would classify that as that. I do have to get that, though. I really like that movie. Um, the only horror movies that I own, I would say the three Hannibal films, because Hannibal Rising, that, that doesn't exist. Um, uh, there's a movie Identity, which is about oh, yeah. uh, a bunch of people that are all trapped in this motel, and one of them is a killer, and you got to figure out who's who. And yeah, it's sort of bridging the gap between the psychological and murder mystery, so we'll throw that in here too. But staying on topic about the psychological things, those things mean so much more to me for the horror genre than anything else, because I could watch a slasher fl- uh, flick. And I know that it's just going to go in the same pattern. Like, you know, right. the, something like um, like Halloween or whatever. Jamie Lee Curtis is going to run. The killer is going <laughs> to continue chasing after her with a knife or chainsaw or whatever, you know, they were chasing after her with. Um, if they're really dumb, like a baseball bat or something. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, you know, the person's going to trip and fall and it's going to be a whole big, like, the same kind of a thing. But if I'm watching... Silence of the Lambs, and I don't know who this killer is that's cutting people's skin off and sewing it onto himself, and you know that kind of stuff is what gets me, you know, a little bit more disturbed because there's actually people out there that do that, and they're yeah. not supernatural at all. You know, there's not somebody getting shot and coming back to life every single movie. It's just this psychotic dude is out there as a serial killer. Or, yeah, just messed up in the head. Or another movie that is not classified as horror, but I consider it probably the scariest movie that I own, A Clockwork Orange. Oh my mm-hmm. god. That movie is fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> and it, I can't watch that movie unless I'm in the mood to be disturbed for the whole rest of the night. Like, credit to Stanley Kubrick, there's only two of his movies that I own, and it's that and 2001 A Space Odyssey. 2001 is boring as hell, I'll admit that, but if you can sit through that whole movie, you can't not feel like you're astounded by the universe and that you just want to do yeah, something better true. with your life and everything. I can't even listen to Also Sprog Zarathustra without getting goosebumps. But <laughs> the same kind of applies with A Clockwork Orange. I can't watch that movie unless I am either in a happy enough mood that I can take the hit or a bad enough mood where I can just kind of like turn into the skid. Because <laughs> that yeah. movie is fucked up. And I don't know a single person that has seen that movie that can admit that they like it without admitting that they're sort of ashamed that they like it. <laughs> Most people that I... Well, you met, now you know me, so I can, I can be on that very VIP list. <laughs> right. Well, most people are like, oh, it's too much for me. Or oh, it's too boring, or any of that kind of stuff. When they get to the rape scene, that's enough for them, usually. Yeah. But, you know, if you get somebody who does like the movie, they're like, like, yeah, I like the movie, but, I, yeah, I do. Like, you know? <laughs> Nobody's just kind of like, oh, yeah, you know you know, it's a great movie, Forrest Gump and Fight Club and A Clockwork Orange, that rape scene's awesome, dude. Like, <laughs> nobody really does that. It's not the same as the first half of uh, Full Metal Jacket. 
<laughs> but if you're talking psychological things, we brought up The Shining earlier. We, obviously, there's Ink, there's uh, Clockwork Orange, Silence of the Lambs, lots of these different things. Um, what do you guys think about that? Is that something that has more credibility to it than the slasher things? Or is that getting too much into the thriller and murder mystery kind of thing where it's like, look, that's not horror. That's just like, you know, a mystery or that's just messing with your brain. It's not actually something where there's there's not enough blood. There's not enough, uh, you know, people aren't getting their heads cut off left and right. So it's not horror. Like, where would you guys put that on the spectrum? Sam? I would say in order to be a horror film, you have to be terrifying. And I don't care how you terrify the audience, whether it's psychological or not, as long as you come out of that theater either shaking or acknowledging that that's what they were going for. Like, there are plenty of just terrible horror movies that wouldn't wouldn't (laughs) even scare a kid, but they're still classified as horror because the intent was to terrify you. And like you said, A Clockwork Orange, like the intent of that movie is to just leave you fucked up. So I would classify that as horror. I would also... But would you also want to call it like a psychological thriller? That That's where the lines start to bleed for me a little bit. The difference between... When, like once horror and a thriller begin to like bleed in together... Caroline, what do you think about that? I agree. I I think that, well, to me, I feel like Hollywood and I guess like the media in general, we have distorted a lot of what horror movies are actually meant to be. I feel like in even talking... Uh, to my friends and my my younger relatives, they all think that horror movies are, you know, blood. And you have the killer, and the killer is chasing you, and everybody's screaming, and there's a lot of jump scares. And um, that's not it. Horror movies, if you look back at um, the very, like, early ones, like Nosferatu or The Cabinet of Dr. Caligari, all black and white silent movies, uh no blood, nobody chasing nobody, no no jump scares, but it's all it all comes down to touching the very tender part of ourselves that scares us and that makes us feel vulnerable. Um, so it doesn't really matter if it's you know something like Halloween or a Saw movie, or if it's, like, Deliverance. Like, Deliverance, it's not considered a horror movie by a lot of people, but it's very freaking scary if you think about it. Um, Another it's, rape scene. Uh, it's a, <laughs> yeah, and a very... <laughs> I feel like a very graphic rape scene because the, the what the rapist makes the victim do, like, you know, oink like a pig, squeal, squeal like a pig. Like, that is just... Wow, like that, that is, that's scary, yeah. Um, so I just feel that we just need to stop trying to label, you know, horror movies as just being like about the castle where the evil monster is. It's anything and everything, even if in the movie it's like a, a, like considered to be drama, if there's still an element to it, and if it's like a crime drama, for instance, where it touches you in some level that you just 
get you feel vulnerable and you're scared absolutely it, it doesn't, doesn't matter like the no <laughs> I'm, I'm still trying to find that one <laughs> it's just not gonna happen anytime soon but yeah like i remember watching deliverance i actually watched deliverance in a horror class in college and a lot of people were like yeah but that's not a horror movie and it's just like, really? Do you want to rewatch that rape scene right now? And everybody was quiet. And then they realized that, yeah, you know, that's... We don't need a bloody knife every time. There's a lot more that can really scare you. Yeah. So what would you guys say is your favorite story, kind of, when it comes to the uh, horror stuff? Do you like the murderer is going after somebody story do you like this is a haunted place you know or something like the exorcist where it's like um you know possession kind of ghostly story do you like zombies is that the main thing is it uh the psychological uh just we're going more for the disturbing kind of a thing like a clockwork orange what what's your favorite go-to horror story sort of um i guess well you go ahead (laughs) i was gonna say mine would just be any story in which the killer can't immediately be stopped but one that we haven't touched on yet but would definitely it's almost sci-fi in a way but one of my favorite uh scary movies is hollow man where oh, just that okay. you know that like there's he's not immortal like you can definitely kill him but there's no immediate solution to the problem or like Jason Voorhees where you can shoot him and stab him and hit him with a log and like he's just going to get back up and keep coming towards you like creative solutions in order to stop them are interesting to me but it's always more terrifying when it's not somebody like, I don't know, like Leatherface, where he's literally just a psychotic dude with a chainsaw and, like, a bullet to the brain is going to put him down. Like, you shoot Freddy Krueger and he's just going to pop up behind you. Or you try to shoot Chucky and he's going to get back up. Those are the horror movies that I enjoy. I also enjoy Poltergeist. Because, it, like I said, just there's not an immediate solution. Like, you feel like this character and all the other characters are just doomed until they find, like, that one way to overcome the problem. I feel like I'm getting Sam's whole, like, psychological profile just listening to what he's afraid of right now. <laughs> he wants a creative solution that has to do with eyeballs. <laughs> yes, so we'd have like a, this giant floating eye that can't be killed. Sam's having nightmares. <laughs> Unless you, well, you screw it. And then it might go well, away. Yeah, there you go. My, the scariest movie I've ever seen is Teeth. Oh, <laughs> man. <laughs> that movie's awesome. It's not your dick being bit off. So I was just gonna say, I think every girl that has seen the movie that is not like freaked out with stuff like that liked that movie for that reason. That is awesome. (laughs) 
What about you, Caroline? Is there like a favorite story out of the horror genre that you like the best? Um, I'm trying to think. I mean, I would say not really. Um, there are a few movies that I just can't get enough of, and I will rewatch them all the time. Um, I, I don't know. I guess it depends on my mood. Like, I, I really love the classic ones. I guess I enjoy horror movies more before all the CGI stuff. Um, lately, I've just been watching Birds Mary's Baby a lot. And, again, it's another movie that a lot of people might argue, oh, I mean, it's not really a horror movie yet. There's, like, the demon in it, but it's not graphic in any ways. But, oh, I don't know. There's just something about that movie that I just think it's... I think I like... I guess what I like is any movie that deals with lack of control. When the main character is put in situations where it... Something is done where they're completely, they're not in control at all. And their idea that they might be in control, it's actually not true. And then at the end, we realized that the whole entire time, yeah, like there was no way that they could, you know, save themselves in a way. I think that's pretty cool. So like But Saul. I guess it's not so. I mean, no, that's kitty stuff. The kitty stuff. Like, <laughs> kitty stuff. But, like, for instance, like, with Rosemary's baby, like, uh, she, the whole entire movie, she thinks that her neighbors and her husband, they're trying to take her baby away to sacrifice the baby to Satan. She doesn't actually know that, spoiler, the baby is the Antichrist, is Satan's baby. <laughs> and the whole entire time she's trying to protect something that it's actually, you know, Satan himself. I think that's pretty cool. And that's, that's just like, yeah, that's cool. But then again, like, if I just want to sit back and just laugh and just, like, have an easy day, I'll watch, like, a zombie movie or, you know, like, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. You know, just, like, for the fun <laughs> Just want to have it. a laugh, you know? <laughs> yeah, you know, I just like to relax, like, nothing much. So it just depends. <laughs> see, I could see that with something maybe like Birds. But Oh, Birds is so good. Texas Chainsaw Massacre is not really much of a laugh. <laughs> it's just it's funny though it's just really funny i think i don't really like it i think it's hilarious and just the fact that um, when they were shooting the movie they actually had real pig carcasses and the and the whole entire set just smelled like death oh like how cool is that <laughs> like everybody was smelling death the whole entire time they were shooting that movie decaying I, pig corpses I think, everywhere uh, Caroline is redefining what gore porn actually means. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome, people. I'm trying. That's actually a really good transition to another topic here. Funny horror movies. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let's bring up, you know, the simplest of them all real fast. Scary movie. Um, oh, man. <laughs> I have this love-hate relationship with these movies. Uh, my favorite comedy of all time is Robin Hood Men in Tights, oh which has God, <laughs> the same kind of humor as uh, Naked Gun and the first scary movie. 
Second one, not so much. I'm not a big fan of that one. Third one actually is a, a lot similar to the Naked Gun films. Fourth one, yeah, uh, dipped down. I didn't even bother seeing the fifth one. But the first scary movie is so fucking funny uh, for so many different ways in my mind. Um, I love that they they took the idea of making fun of a lot of the things that Scream had already made fun of, but doing it in in a way where you don't even you can't possibly think that it's a horror movie kind of like uh i one of my favorite scenes in the whole movie is when um what's her name Shannon Elizabeth is doing this whole big uh pageant and she's like oh you know i'm going to be doing a scene from whatever and <laughs> she just ends up being like you know Jim or Eric or whatever her boyfriend's name is i can't remember like, watch out behind... Greg, that's what it is. Greg, watch out behind you. Oh, he's killing him. And all this. And everybody's like, wow, she's a great actress. <laughs> <laughs> and then she doesn't give a shit at all that he got killed because she wins the, the pageant. Like, that is such a fucking funny movie. Uh, <laughs> and so many scenes in that are hilarious. And I, another scene that I love that nobody ever brings up because it's such a quick line. But uh, there's this panning shot where... After the first girl has been killed, uh, Carmen Electra's character, they're, you know, all the media outlets are all in front of the school and they're all basically saying like, you know, there was this murder happening and people are still uh, trying to figure out what's going on. And it, it, they see one set of press people and it's like the killer is still on the loose and when camera pans away and then there's another one and they're like. 17 year old blah 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 was killed and we don't know what's happening yet and the authorities are still on the lookout for but and then it cuts to what's supposed to be like tyrone jones or something like that from black tv and he's just like what folks are dead we're getting the fuck out of here let's go yeah. <laughs> i love that because that's another trope in these movies that's it's so great that you know the black guy dies first and stuff like that i love it when people <laughs> point that out uh yeah but uh there's scary movie there's we mentioned the the parodies that the simpsons do every year with their halloween special i know more about the simpsons halloween uh version of the shining than i do the actual shining because i'm just a huge simpsons fan yeah uh there's the movies like scream zombie land uh they just had that movie that was out like a year or two ago where it was like um uh nicholas holt was like the, the zombie and it, he's like falling in love with somebody and whatever. I didn't see it, but I've heard some good things about that. Uh, funny movies like that. Even something like American Psycho, one of my favorite movies of all time. Yeah. It's kind of a horror like. movie, but it's so much funnier than it is potentially <laughs> scary. I've quoted that movie a thousand times in a week just because there's so many great <laughs> lines in that. From, I, the whole business card part is just like the best it's just uh, so awesome the first business card i ever bought i got that and i was just kind of like oh man this is nowhere near comparison to paul allen's <laughs> 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 and uh for those who were following us back in the uncensored days we never got to film it but one of our first sketches was going to be a parody of that parody uh of the you know the kind of serial killer thing that they've got going on that movie we were going to do a big uh, scene with a conference table of um, people trading Pokemon cards instead of business cards. I remember that. <laughs> yeah, it was going to be a funny one. We just never got a chance to film it. But um, whether it's you know American Psycho or The Simpsons parodies or a scary movie or whatever like that, what are some of your favorite funny 
uh, horror things. Even if it is a legitimately like scary horror movie, but it's just a funny thing that happens in it because they happen too. I mean, these movies sometimes you yeah. can't take them that seriously, and I still laugh my ass off anytime my one friend uh, will send me a text message and it says, "Hey Lonnie, get your ass away from there." From uh, the first Halloween movie, because it's just, it took me, <laughs> I laughed my ass off when I saw it the first time. It was just like, why is this old dude saying that to Lonnie, this fucking little kid? <laughs> uh, but uh, funny uh, stuff in horror things, what comes to your mind, Caroline? Oh, man. Um, the first thing that comes to my mind is the attack of the killer tomatoes. Oh, my God. That movie was just like, oh, I, I don't... I don't know, like, people must have been, like, so high on drugs when they came up with that. It's just, it's fabulous. Everything about it, it's awesome. And I recently just rewatched Orca, the killer whale. Oh, I love um, that one. Oh, my God. The whole scene where the mom, Orca, gets killed and she ends up having her unborn fetuses aborted, ab- ab- aborted from her. And, and the whaler ship or whatever, and then you see the dead orca crying. It's just like, what is going on? Like, oh my god, they're trying so hard to give that orca motive to kill. It's just an animal. You didn't see that in Jaws. But I also thought that that was pretty cool. <laughs> um, other than that, I mean, I just recently watched Annabelle, and I don't want to give anything away because it's fairly like new, I guess, and a lot of people didn't really see it. But there are so many parts in that movie, and I like the movie. It's not a bad, bad movie, but there are parts that you're just like, it's just like so stereotypical like white people in horror movies that it's just like oh this wouldn't be happening if they were you know like spinach or you know black it's just like oh my god don't go there you crazy bitch like you know like it's just like it doesn't make any sense and people like do stupid stuff all the time when you know in a horror movie when they hear like something in the next house or something instead of calling the police or just being like you know mind their business no i'm gonna go ch- check it out with my baseball bat like no <laughs> you're just dumb <laughs> hey, man, what are you doing he's baking cookies oh my god i gotta <laughs> i gotta tell that story real quick uh yeah the omen uh when they redid that film and they had that released on 6606 uh we oh, thankfully so i didn't have to pay to see the movie but that's because they the movie theater that i saw it in they were complete idiots. Um, they oversold it, and when <laughs> oh we went to to get tickets, they said, "We think that we oversold it. Uh, we're turning people away, but if you can find a seat, go ahead and check." Which you don't tell teenagers, "Go ahead and check to see if there's a seat," uh, without right. paying. Because <laughs> what <laughs> we just did, you know, we just sat down in the handicapped spot, like on the floor, because nobody was taking it, and we just watched the movie for free. But uh, there's a scene in the movie, if nobody's seen it, um, pretty much spoiler alert, Damien's you know, the fucking devil, basically. Uh, the movie's been out for so many years that it doesn't matter if you're 26, 27, you, you know the ending of this before you even see it. Um, but there's a scene in it where Damien, it's like 2 in the morning or something like that, and his mom, played by Julia Stiles, I can't remember uh, her character's name, she comes down and she sees that Damien's in the kitchen and he's got this big butcher knife and she's just like, Damien, honey, what are you doing? 
And <laughs> in the back of the movie theater, this guy clearly was trying to whisper to his friend, but didn't realize the uh, magnitude of his voice because he had a really deep, uh, throaty kind of a voice. Just goes, he's baking cookies. <laughs> <laughs> and the entire movie theater just starts cracking up. And it took That's everybody awesome. out of it. For the whole you know, three minutes, nobody could focus on the movie. Because everybody's just like, yeah, I'm sure, you know, the, the hell spawn of Satan is like carrying around a butcher knife at 2 a.m. Because he really wanted chocolate chip cookies. That was the whole fucking scene. That had to be oh, one of the funniest times I ever laughed at a movie theater uh, for a horror movie. We laughed throughout the entire movie of Hostel because of how ridiculous it was, but that was just this <laughs> unintentional, yeah, dude, he's big cookies, sure. <laughs> um, uh, before I ask you, Sam, uh, you know, different funny things, have either of you guys seen that commercial that's been going around now? Uh, Caroline brought up the idea of like people doing stupid things where... I think it's for like yeah. uh, like Sprint or something like that. I don't know. Um, there you go. Sprint, you get a free plug on uh, the podcast. Uh, it's something like that where the people are running away from a killer and they're like, well, why can't we just yeah. get into the, the running car? And they're like, the no, we're going to hide car. by the chainsaws. <laughs> and the they, remind me of, uh, they remind me of the uh, kids from Scooby-Doo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's such a good commercial. Um, because it just yeah. points that out so much the the stupid stupid things that people do in these horror movies yeah. let's yeah. you know let's attack them with a flashlight because flashlights do better than you know shotguns or something like uh, there's so, a killer in the house I might go to the second floor and hide yeah instead of <laughs> just leaving basement. yeah the basement even worse I'm gonna go to the basement where you can't oh, see yeah, anything oh yeah the basement because I forgot to replace that light bulb earlier and you know there's no windows down here or whatever. Oh, shit, I'm fucked. <laughs> What's some funny things that are in the horror industry that you like, though, Sam? One that I always get people that either hated the movie or adore them is Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Oh, I know so many people that love that, but I've never seen it. <laughs> it's I absolutely just love that movie. And there's so many people that hate it. They're coming out with another one which I'm not sure how I feel about that, but it could be interesting. But I mean, like, they're abducting people and they're putting them in, like, cotton candy cocoons. And, like, when they break it open, this, like, karma-looking goo comes out. It's horrifying. But it's just hilarious at the same time because it's always, like, clown-based horror. Like, they'll blow up a balloon and then, like, they'll explode and, like, kill somebody or something. <laughs> and one that's not inherently funny it's another clown thing actually it's not supposed to be funny and it's really just traumatizing to people but i love it is it for oh some my God. reason for some I reason it. i laugh <laughs> at it not because i think it's bad but because i think it's good like when he's like yeah. come here georgie like i can't help but just <laughs> laugh at it I've never seen it, but even though I'm not, I don't, I don't suffer from the, uh, the, uh, what's the, the term? Caroline, you're working on an article about it now. What's it? Cholrophobia? Yeah, it's a cholrophobia. Yeah. I don't, I wouldn't say that I suffer from that. Clowns are freaky, but it's not like, you know, oh God, I saw a clown and I'm going to 
have nightmares tonight kind of a thing. Because nothing really, like, you know, scares me above all kind of a thing. The scariest thing of, of all is uh, the unknown, not knowing if I'm going to die tomorrow kind of a thing more than anything else. But, <laughs> uh, but I can totally see why people are freaked out by clowns. And that's one of the reasons why I love the Joker character so much. Because the Batman character is built around the idea that you're going to be afraid of this Batman but who's the jovial one that's actually the one murdering people left and right? It's the Joker. It's the clown out of all of them. The one that should be the happy one. And I know so many people that love things like the circus. And they love like the Mummers Parade and different things like that. Where you, you dress up in that kind of stuff. Or, or mimes or anything like that. But man, there's a, there's a great quote by Lon Chaney. Um there's nothing funny about... I think it's by Lon Chaney. There's nothing funny about a clown at midnight. And that's I think... Horrifying. that it Really, it is. It's funny for how horrifying it is, because it's true. If you are walking down the street and you see somebody wearing a ski mask, you might think that they're going to rob you. But if you see somebody with a clown mask on, and it's just... You know, you're in the middle of an alley. You're thinking John Wayne Gacy. <laughs> it reminds me of the uh, the Simpsons episode where Marge opens up the blinds and Bart a kite in the middle of the night. Yeah, it's yeah, like there's just, like, just there's brother. nothing good that can come of that. Right. <laughs> it's it's the warped perception of clowns just represent everything that is funny and happy and good in the world, and so to warp that is really taking the core of our happiness and turning it against us. It's like what we think of as innocent and pure can be evil in and of itself, and it just makes you feel like you're not safe no matter what you do. Well, that's why it's creepier when little kids sing than anything else. Oh, God, I hate when kids sing. <laughs> oh, my God, I, I just, I just think of, I just think of Freddy Krueger. Like, one, oh, two, Freddy's coming. It's like it's coming for you. Oh god! Like if if they had adults singing that, it wouldn't be creepy. It is only creepy because little girls are singing that while playing jump rope. Like that is what makes it horrifying. For That's the wrestling fans that follow our stuff, I know there there's some that cross over between them. They did uh, did a story a couple months ago where. One of the characters, he, he kind of has like a cult following sort of a thing, had been singing the song, He's Got the Whole World in His Hands. And they made it a big thing of like the audience started to get into it because the guy was entertaining enough that people were just like, I don't care if I'm supposed to boo him. This guy's fucking cool. Um, but they wanted to make it creepy again because it wasn't creepy anymore. The fans getting behind it. So what did they do? They had a little kid sing it. And then it became like okay, now we're fucking creeped out because there's this little kid sitting there singing, he's got the whole world in his hands. And you get a little kid to sing anything and it's going to be creepy. They could sing the national anthem and it'll be like, oh shit, are bombs falling? Like, what the... <laughs> you want to know what's really creepy and I feel like, I really hope it's in the movie because I've heard that it's in a lot of the footage that's been shown. In Avengers Age of Ultron, they have Ultron singing I've Got No Strings from Pinocchio. And I feel like that would be utterly horrifying to hear. Like, I know that's not a horror movie, but if you heard a robot singing I've Got No Strings, 
that would just just disturb me to no end. You haven't seen 2001, <laughs> have you? I have, yeah. Oh, I was... have, okay. Like when you hear Hal singing at the end? Yeah. Yeah. You were going to bring that, that up, That's Carolyn? another one that's just disturbing. It's a lot, uh, a lot more tame when Bender's singing it on Futurama, isn't it? <laughs> 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 There's a total difference between uh, uh, Bender, you know, doing that in the middle of like a, a sitcom, than Hal doing that when his brain's frying. Uh, <laughs> but since you're working on the article about the clown thing, um, obviously uh, people will check that out eventually. But what are your thoughts on the whole, like, the funny thing is the creepiest kind of a thing, Caroline? Well, well, I think there are two sides of it. I think that one side it's because with, with kids and clowns, um, it's almost as if they're still a mystery in a way. Uh, children, they they don't have a lot of the overlays that we have as adults. Like they speak whatever they want. They don't really think about feelings or, you know, or anything like that. Um, and it's up to adults to, you know, put breaks on them. But most, for the most part, they have no breaks. Um, so when a child is, and, and then we also tend to assume that kids are all good, that they're born good. They're, they're little angels and they become evil when they grow up because something horrible happened to them. It's hard for us to imagine what if a kid actually was born evil, um, which kind of reminds me of the movie and book. We need to talk about Kevin, um, which a lot of people might not think it's a horror movie, but I don't know. I lo- I know a lot of mothers that have watched that to them. That's like <laughs> the worst horror movie they've seen in the world. Um, it's like, what if that little thing that you feel like you have to protect and care care for, all of a sudden, is actually a, you know able to do things that you wouldn't even want to imagine an adult doing? Um, can they have? evil thoughts and feelings inside of them it's almost like we don't want to think about those things it's very scary we kind of want to imagine that they're born good they're our kids you know we did the best so they're gonna be okay but you know you don't know you don't know what's going on inside their minds like if they're drawing like a little girl full of blood around them you just kind of think oh you know they just have an active imagination but you don't know (laughs) if they want to do that to their like little friend kindergarten or something um, and it, with clowns, it's kind of like that, too, because clowns tend to paint happy faces on themselves a lot. And even though, even adults, when we look at a clown, like, it's harder for us. It's harder for our brains to read anything but that very bright paint that is showing a big smile. So we also don't know what's going on inside of them. Um, and it's, it's just that feeling of not being able to trust something that seems to be okay to trust, but might, you know, do something horrible to you. That, I think that's like a very basic fear of everybody, not being to trust something that looks very nice and looks very good and happy. 
So we talked a lot about movies and a lot of uh, some TV stuff here and there. Something that I'm not too familiar with, and I want to see if you guys are, um, but it's a huge part of Fanboys Anonymous, obviously, so we shouldn't ignore it. Scary video games. Uh, the things like the Resident Evils and the yes. Silent Hills and uh, <laughs> I don't know, the what was that 7-Up game? <laughs> I know which one terrified me was Amnesia. Amnesia is weird, yeah. Yeah. I'm not familiar with Amnesia. What's that? Well, I know what Amnesia is, but what's the video game? Yeah. You wake or maybe up I am familiar and I just forgot about it. <laughs> it was a very indie um, video game, and it kind of got a cult following because it, it doesn't have, like, the fast graphics, but I just think it adds to the whole creepiness of it. I, I don't want to give it away because if you want to play... I mean, it's it's a fun game. It's really freaky. Tony doesn't play video games. No. Uh, oh. Never get a chance to play video games. Yeah. <laughs> but the Evil Within seems to be good. Like I want to play that one. I want to. I want to be scared. We'll see if that you, won't do. You want to know a very terrifying online game? Five Nights at Freddy's. Have Five either of you heard of that? Freddy's? Is it a Wait, Freddy Krueger? Wait, is that? Do they have a, a, a new app for that? Because I just remember seeing something like that on the app I don't, store. I, I don't know like, if there's an app for it, but the basic gist of the game is you're basically this uh, night watchman at the equivalent of Chuck E. Cheese. And basically it's your job to spend the night in this place, and you're warned your first night that you work there that the animatronic creatures will actually begin to walk around. <laughs> and it's and basically it's your job just to like monitor them. So and you're Ben you're Ben Stiller. Basically, it's like a <laughs> twisted version of Night at the Museum where like they tell you that if the animatronic creatures see you that they're going to think one of two things. They're either just going to think you're an animatronic skeleton and so they're going to assume that hey you should be in your costume and they're going to try to stuff you into one the problem is all the animatronic out outer pieces have gears and shit in them so basically you're dead if they find you and the other thing is they think you are um one of the outer pieces without your insides and they're going to try to shove gears inside of you Oh my god, I need to play this game right now. This sounds fantastic. Yeah, and basically all it is is you don't get to move around or anything. You're in this room, and there's two doors, one to your left and one to your right. And all you get to do is look at these monitors and check where the things are throughout the building. You get to shut the doors, but it draws power. And once the power runs out, the building shuts down, and then you're just open. And you also get lights on either side to see if the things are coming near you. And the object of the, game, of the game is to survive five nights at Freddy's. And each day, the animatronic creatures get more lively. So, like, in the first night, they might just, like, you check the camera and one might be gone. And then you check another camera and it might be in another room. But by, like, the second or third night, you'll check the cameras and they'll be running down the hallway. Like, it's terrifying. Hmm. 
And I just checked, and now they do have an app for that. So <laughs> yeah, you guys should check. Cool. Um, I want to play that. Yeah, watch online videos if you guys get the time of like other people playing it. I know PewDiePie has one, and just it's utterly horrible. Of all the games that I've ever played, that one would be one where I probably couldn't watch it. Nikki like screamed when she first saw the video. Like it's that bad. What's the name of it again? <laughs> Five Nights at Freddy's. Hmm. Yeah, I don't think that's that I've heard about that before, but that does sound interesting. Yeah. I'm downloading it right now. <laughs> what other scary video games are out there that you guys are fond of? I mentioned actually Doom very beginning of this podcast. Uh, that was probably the first kind of like scarier video game that I had ever played, and I didn't like it at all because I just didn't like the graphics and stuff. I was, like, I was I'm spoiled with Goldeneye at that point. So, you know, you see people with all the pixels and stuff, and I'm like, yeah, this is kind of dumb. Can we yeah. just go get, like, the golden gun to shoot these fuckers? And, you know. But what about you, Caroline? Is there any, like, are you fond of, like, the Resident Evil games? Or, like, uh, I think you um, got elated at Silent Hill, right? Well, I actually like Resident Evil. Uh, Resident Evil is one of my favorite games. I just, I, I love it. I love it. Um... I do have to say Slender Man is a guilty pleasure of mine. I like playing with, like, like alone, it's okay. But I just love forcing one of my very, like, scaredy friends to play with me. And it's just, it's just oh, I, I don't know. It's just awesome. I like that one. I'm very pumped for The Evil Within. Um, I don't remember when is the release date, but I keep seeing on TV trailers of people like reacting to the game while they're playing and it seems to be a very um scary game uh it's also really cool because it's done by the same guy who uh, uh did the resident evil series so he's trying to go back to basics and be and have like a true horror survivor game survival game um because I think that nothing beats that. Like, just trying to get for, like, a maze of doors with, like, monsters and zombies trying to get you. And you have, like, one bullet. And you can't even, like, find anything to help you. And that's just awesome. It's just, oh, it's so good. Um, what else? I did, like, the first Condemned. I didn't play the second one. But the first one kind of freaked me out. Especially when you're in the sewer parts. And the creatures like coming towards you are like this little crawly thing that looks like a cockroach zombie situation thing that kind of freaked me out because i'm a girl and i don't like cockroaches (laughs) (laughs) that i'm scared of i'm scared of cockroaches and watermelons and watermelons but but horror movies make you laugh (laughs) why watermelons I don't know. I don't even like saying that name. Like, they freak me out. Like, I don't like smelling them, like, being near them. Like, they just make me want to vomit everywhere. I hate them so much. You are They're a horrible. <laughs> Thank you. I'm <laughs> <laughs> um, so teasing you with watermelons now. Yeah, You want to know a game don't. that's not a horror game, yeah. but as a young kid, always freaked me out? What's Ski that? 3. Do you guys remember that game? No. Is that no, the no. one that you're like going down the mountain and you have to? It was a computer game one? for Windows. Yeah, yeah, you're a skier, yeah. and like as you're as oh you're playing God. the game, 
like this little mini abominable snowman pops out and tries to eat you. And like as a kid, that was like horrifying. Like, oh my god, there it is, and you're trying to like duck out of it. <laughs> I remember that one. <laughs> I don't remember that at all. What was or that? how about um no childhood, Jesus Christ. What system uh was it for? It was a Windows game. Windows, yeah. Man, that, yeah, I I just remember playing Solitaire. <laughs> I remember uh, the games I played as a kid were like Solitaire, um, pinball game that was on everybody's pinball, um, Prince of Persia, and a uh, mouse game. That was a scary one too, where you're like a mouse trying to get through this maze and like the cats are after you. Oh, I don't remember that one. Oh, they they were weird. You were like always trying to get the cheese. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> Rodent's Revenge. That's what it was called. <laughs> I should put that in the uh, labels for this, and people clicking on it will be like, "Okay, they're talking about The Shining in this one, and The Exorcist, and Rodent's Revenge. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> and watermelons? What? <laughs> oh, no." Uh, I'm totally sending a one to your house or something. <laughs> this is mine, Buster Melena. Mine. <laughs> so another thing that obviously is a part of fanboys um, is the internet side of things. Uh, we wouldn't be on the internet if that weren't the case. There's a whole big subgenre of the internet of just creepypasta. And yeah. I'm not, you know, a real purveyor of it. I read stuff every once in a while. If it's something that people will be like, oh, you got to check this out. It's really fucking great. It really old, you know, freak you out or something like that. Most of the time when I start reading them, I stop about halfway through because I'm like, okay, I get it. Like, you're supposed to be like, oh, then, you know, the person was behind you or something like whatever. <laughs> but there are some really good ones out there. I can't think of any off the top of my head. Uh, I tried thinking before we started the podcast of any. And um, just didn't have enough time to like do some research of it. But are there any that stand out to you guys of like really cool creepy pasta that you've come across over the years, Caroline? Um, I mean, aside from Slenderman, which is what I guess was like the first one that I ever read. Um, I think I remember one that I liked. It was about this Russian, I think, experiment where um, they uh, put a few people in this lab with no windows and just one door that could only open from outside and they were injecting the people with this uh, new um, chemical that wouldn't allow somebody to fall asleep so these people were awake for days and every day they started acting weirder and weirder at first they were just very like finicky and just like anything like they would jump all the time little noises and things like that then they became very depressed and then they became very um scared for their lives they would ask them like please kill us and then after that they became deranged like they started eating their own body parts um they clawed their eyes out um that's where i check out <laughs> <laughs> And then they became very, I think they became very sensitive to light. And at the end, they just became this whole new species of people that weren't, that even didn't look human anymore because they were just 
really monsters with, you know, sometimes like we just want arm or uh, legs that were just like chewed up to the bone and they attacked the, the scientists leading the project. Um, and I thought it was pretty cool because they had, they put pictures um, that, you know, that just clicked with the whole story. And I just thought it was really cool. I think like any like crazy medical experiment like that, um, yeah, to me. I think and that one was really cool. I think those are the only two that I, it stuck with me. There are a bunch of, you know, oh, you know, the ghost that um, somebody saw in the house, blah, blah, blah. It just gets rep repetitive after a while. But I definitely need to check for more because that, the, the medical experiment was really good. What about no you, Sam? eyeballs, Sam. You can, you can <laughs> read that one, though. Well, I guess a little bit of eyeballs, but, but not yeah. much. Yeah, other than, like, Slenderman and stuff, like... He's the only one that I really know of. There's one called The Smiling Man that was kind of creepy. The, the ones that really get me, I don't know if they originated from Creepypasta or not, but they're like two-line horror movies or like two-line horror stories. Oh, yeah. I've seen they're that. the oh, ones that are like yeah. some of the most disturbing ones. Like the one that the, the first one I ever heard was something along the lines of The Last Man on Earth Sat Alone in a Room. There was a knock at the door. Right, yeah. yeah that's that just, just your <laughs> mind just races when you hear that of possibilities. One person completely ruined it for me though and said, Oh, well it's just a woman at the door. Oh, <laughs> damn, I didn't think about that. Yeah. And it's like, oh, you're you're fucking with me now. Then it turns into a happy story because then he's just kind of like, Whoa, well, there's a woman here. What did I do wrong this time? <laughs> I'm the only I'm the only man. Unless if she doesn't have a vagina dentata, then it's not such a happy story. <laughs> or she has like one of those anti-rape things up there and she forgets about it. <laughs> Never just thought about teeth. <laughs> yeah, yeah the, I was those, those about two teeth. line horror stories are the ones that really get to me. Like uh, another one of my favorite ones is uh, this father comes into his son's room. And the son says, Dad, can you check under my bed? I think there's a monster down there. And he looks under, and his son is under the bed, and he says, Daddy, there's something on my bed, and I don't know what it is. <laughs> That's pretty cool. It's like, what, it's like, I wouldn't even, like, stand up. I'd probably just go <laughs> under the bed, too. I'd be like, move over, kid. I'm staying down here now. Which one do you believe? I Right? There, there was a similar one. Where um, at that point you're like, I told her I didn't want to have kids. <laughs> yeah, there's one where it, there was one like where a woman uh, she comes out of her bedroom into the hallway, and from downstairs her son says, "Mom, can you come in here real quick? I need you." <laughs> I'm baking and, some cookies. <laughs> and she starts to go down. The, she starts to go down the stairs, but then in the bathroom upstairs by the stairway. He, uh, she hears her son yell, Mommy, don't go downstairs. I heard it too. Huh. Those ones are the one, like the short ones where they don't need to explain anything. Your entire imagination gets to run wild with what is the situation. <laughs> yeah, but then it ties us back to our, pretty much one of our first thoughts here. Uh, nothing beats your imagination. Yeah. That's true. So the last real thing that I wanted to bring up here before we call this uh, an evening, what's the scariest thing 
video game, creepypasta, psychological thriller movie, murder mystery movie, Jaws effect in monster movies, gore porn, slasher flicks, vile intrigues, any of these kind of things. What is the scariest that you've ever come across? I can think of two things that scared me as a kid. They wouldn't scare me now, obviously, but they've been the only times that I've actually been, like, scared, scared. Um, actually, no, I can think of three. Uh, supposedly, I was afraid of arachnophobia as a kid. I don't know why. I didn't have, like, a, a fear of spiders or anything like that, but something must have freaked me out. Um and uh, again, you know, when you're too young to remember this stuff, people just tell you the story. So that's why I don't remember this specifically. But uh, supposedly we went to go see Ernest Scared Stupid in theaters <laughs> and it freaked me the fuck out. And we had to leave. And it wasn't just me. It was my sister, too, who's four years older than me. So something must have been freaky about those trolls. But I've seen that since I had seen it in the theaters and I don't understand what would have freaked me out. Um <laughs> There was one commercial that freaked me out a lot as a kid. And I, I want to say it was for, like, like Law & Order or something. It wasn't, like, a horror thing. Because they didn't really have, like, horror TV shows back then. But uh, there was some commercial that they were running for some show. And it was, like, the season finale or uh, the season premiere or something like that. So they ran it for, like, weeks on end. And it was just this one person uh, this one woman just going uh there's something at the door there's something at the door there's something at the door and it over and over again it was kind of like that whole is it safe kind of a thing oh wow yeah supposedly freaked me out so fucking much that if i would see that commercial come on i would just like bolt out of the room or whatever (laughs) um again i don't remember what those things were from uh but those are the only things that really can remind me of something that had legitimately scared me. Because over the years, you know, I've seen horror movies. I've seen horror TV shows. I've watched Kazam, and as freaky as that movie is, it's not a horror film. Uh, <laughs> you know, none of that kind of stuff scares me. It's just the the couple of things here and there, like the clockwork oranges and stuff, that are disturbing. But none of them are scary. But what would you guys say, what are some of the scariest things, legitimately, that, like, you couldn't go to sleep that night or, you know, you were walking home from the movie theater and you walked a lot faster or you kept the lights on or any of those kind of things from many of these things, games or creepypasta or whatever it might be. Uh, Sam, is there any that stand out to you? Anything that comes to your mind about something that legitimately scared you like it should have been? One is a movie and one is just a quote. But it was a quote that was actually used in a semi-current movie, and it actually kind of drew me in a little bit. The, the movie should not have scared me, but as a kid, I was absolutely terrified of E.T. <laughs> I know a lot of people actually better freaked out by E.T. I had nightmares till I was about 16 it's years old. the eyes. Old. He has big eyes. It was the eyes, the way he moved, the noises he made. It was just, it was everything. And I was so utterly terrified to the point where I wouldn't want to go to bed. And there was one time I remember waking up in the middle of the night. It was about four in the morning. And there was a pile of clothes by my uh, bedroom door. And I guess just in my half asleep, kind of just staring at it. And I have bad eyes anyway. It looked kind of like E.T. when he was wearing like that 
those girly clothes, like the wig and the hat and stuff. And it terrified me to the point where I did not take my eyes off of it from four in the morning till seven o'clock when I had to get up for school. It was that horrifying to me that for about three straight hours, I watched this pile of clothes to make sure it didn't move, look at me, something like that. You didn't want to eat those Reese's Pieces? <laughs> oh, God. I actually, I actually, ironically enough, I have a small box of Reese's Pieces uh, right next to me. Watch out. <laughs> yeah, pass some of them my way. I'm really hungry. <laughs> I'm kind of hungry, too. Fuck you. I'm going to eat some right now. <laughs> what about you, Carolina? What's something that legitimately scared you? Um, I mean, aside from watermelons, uh, <laughs> let me think. We got to get behind that at um, some point and figure what, out what it is. I don't know. Listen, my mom has tried. My therapist has tried. I don't know. I just don't want to deal with it. It's just there. I just have to deal with it. I don't know. I don't, I don't want to think about it. I don't want to talk about it. Anyways, <laughs> um, two things I think scared me when I was young. Uh, one, it was a short story and that when you guys were talking, I was trying to remember it, but it was, it was, it wasn't in Portuguese. Um, and it was about this guy, um, that was buried alive. Um, and that to me was very scary because as a child, I was always really sick. So I was so scared that one day I was going to like, wake up, but not really wake up. And people will say, oh, she's dead and bury me. And while I was like, no, I can hear you and I can see you kind of thing. Um, so that was really scary to me. And the other thing, and uh, it was just weird. Um, I remember when I watched the movie Phantoms, uh, I don't remember how old I was, but the whole movie did not scare me. But there was this one scene in the movie where um, Ben Affleck, I think, he's the cop in the movie. He's really young. And he opens, um, he's in this um, industrial kitchen and he is hearing something dripping. And it's not the faucet, it's nothing. He keeps looking for it. And then he hears and sees the oven um like going bang like something's done in it so he and i mean he after hesitating for a long time and the dripping noises becoming louder and louder he opens the oven door and there's a head in there and it's dripping blood and i remember for some reason that head in the oven to me was like what like that is so creepy i guess in my mind I thought he was a real head, <laughs> and that was possible. Like, oh my god, that's what people do. Um, but I mean, I think that was it. Like, I, I those are the, like the two things that stuck with me as a child. So, a short story about being buried alive and a head inside the oven and watermelons. I got two more for you. One that we haven't brought up is that fucking scene at the end of Ghost where those shadow people pop up and, like, drag you to hell. For for a movie that is not a horror movie, how just utterly terrifying was that? I think the scarier thing in that is Whoopi Goldberg. Whoopi Goldberg, yeah. (laughs) But uh, the quote that I was talking about earlier is actually, um, did you guys see Dark Skies? Yes. Uh, Which one's Dark Skies? (laughs) Uh, it came out a few Don't years ago. It was about aliens. I think I did. Um, that, that sounds familiar. Um, 
weird things are happening at this house. Like cans are pit piled in ways that look like kind of like crop circles in a way, and birds like die hitting the house and the parents are trying to protect one of their children because they think the aliens are coming from that kid. Yeah. He keeps the, uh, calling he says he sees Sandman all the time. Yeah, the quote in the beginning of that movie I've heard it before that movie and if you really take to heart the quote, it is the most terrifying thing I have ever heard. It's from Arthur C. Clarke and he says two possibilities exist. Either we are alone in the universe or we are not. Both oh, are yeah. terrifying. Yes. <laughs> yeah. You really you, think about it. Yeah, you have to think about it to get terrified. But if you do, I mean, either way, there's either deafening silence or what the fuck is out there? Yeah. <laughs> like, there's no... Uh, you know, addendum to that that says, but if we aren't alone in the universe, it's just like, you know, gumdrops and lollipop land and whatever. And the only things that are out there are the Muppets. Like, you know. Right. <laughs> That's a good thing to bring up, though. That, yeah, Arthur C. Clarke, known for all of his sci fi stuff, but he's putting that out there and he can really, um, kind of like that whole HAL 9000 thing. Sometimes the creepiest thing is something that's not even alive to begin with. Oh, yeah. Hmm. I'll be thinking about that later. (laughs) (laughs) You're you're not going to bed tonight. I'll be laying down in bed, and I'll just be like, well, if there are aliens, and then, you know, 18 hours later, I'll be like, fuck, I need to go to sleep. (laughs) (laughs) So one uh, final, final thing that we need to do here is we need to go around and we need to plug some stuff that's going on so sam anything that you want to toss out to the listeners uh, you should be checking out sometime soon or uh, social accounts uh, to follow or anything just catch me on fanboys anonymous i'll be writing some articles every now and then my most recent one is on the robert downey jr captain america 3 story and i'm going to be writing up a new one pretty soon about the possibilities and ramifications of a marvel civil war oh, man i have to do oh. that up yeah. <laughs> For a second, I thought you said I hope they fuck it up. And no, like, no. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, I hope that the movie's terrible. It'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> Caroline, anything that you want to plug? I'm thinking here. I am currently writing a piece on clowns and why we're afraid of clowns and why are they becoming the new best villain in a lot of movies and TV shows um, that's going to be up soon. So check it out um, and hopefully other articles as well. But, but I still have to come up with other topics that involve murder and creepy stuff. <laughs> that involve watermelon. That's, that's, <laughs> no, I'm never going to write about that thing. That's <laughs> all I'm going to write gonna about. Gonna be very, One of these days I'm going to change the Anthony Mango it. name to Anthony Watermelon. <laughs> Uh, I'll do that and I'll just message I'm, you all day. I'm like vomiting a little bit in my mouth right now. Can we <laughs> stop talking about that stupid fruit? I don't even like seeing the name. It's just disgusting. <laughs> shouldn't, shouldn't exist. I'm so curious to hear the uh, the comments that are left on these videos. Yeah. Um, 
so that'll do us in for this episode everybody uh make sure that you check out everything that's going on with fanboysanonymous.com for not only the next couple of uh weeks that we've got going on where we're trying to tie trying to tie things in to the halloween spirit and whatever maybe we'll try to get some pictures of uh you could kind of call it cosplaying when you uh dress up for halloween maybe we could get some of that going on um, I will not be uh, doing a horror thing for Halloween. I'm going as Ted Mosby, the Hanging Chad. <laughs> so that's not going to be bloody <laughs> at all. Um, but I know a lot of people are going to be doing a lot of that kind of stuff. So if we have any people that do that, we might be posting something about that on the website. Um, if not, we're still going to be tying other things into Halloween. Like I said before, we're going to do that for Real Movie Club, about the four major horror franchises. We've actually got a contest going on right now for fans of the walking dead you can win a free walking dead zombie horde t-shirt all you have to do is like Woo! follow subscribe our three main social accounts facebook twitter and the youtube channel and tweet out the uh retweet the thing that i had mentioned before um on our twitter account you'll be able to see that or share the image on our Facebook fan page, or share the link to the post in some kind of fashion, and you will be entered uh, one for each of those that you do. Uh, everything else that we have got going on this month, we haven't quite planned out yet, so there might be some review points, there might be a fan tracks maybe, uh, check out the Dace Man show each and every week, he's got a bunch of guests lined up, and we've got so many different things that I lose track of it eventually. So the only thing that you can do to make sure that you don't miss out is to follow all, the, all those accounts and go to fanboysanonymous.com. So I'm putting you guys to work to do the job for me to tell you what to do. <laughs> so uh, if you are interested in joining the team as well, go to fanboysanonymous.com. We're always looking for more people in different capacities. And I think that that's pretty much all that I have to plug because you guys should see all those a mango tree links all over the place. So I don't need to throw them out there, but on behalf of Sam Lassio and Caroline Oliveira and everybody else who could not join uh, this panel tonight, all those fanboys and fangirls out there. I'm Tony mango, no matter what, whether it's a horror film that I'm not a huge, huge fan of, or it's something that's making me stay up at night. I am a fanboy nonetheless. This meeting is adjourned. See you next time, everybody.